1: Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, Alternative Media for Discerning Minds. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you're keeping Veritas alive. Today's special guest is Michael J. Murphy, the co-producer of the documentary film entitled What in the World Are They Spraying? By popular demand, this is a very important topic that keeps getting requested. Chemtrails. Michael Murphy will be with us shortly. To listen to the complete version of this and all our past and future shows, become a member. You'll receive instant access to all our shows. And remember, Veritas survives on your voluntary subscriptions only. No commercials and no censorship. Just head on over to our website, VeritasShow.com. Click on subscribe and take Veritas with you. And get your MMS right from us, whether you live in the United States or abroad. And if you buy health supplements anywhere, you're paying definitely too much. Take a look at our source featured on our website and compare. You can buy as many products as you'd like, and they have thousands and only pay $5.95 for shipping. And you also get a 30-day return policy. So check them out. And Season 2 of the 8GB USB drive is coming soon. We just have to wait until the season is over at the end of the year before we start shipping. But in the meantime, order Season 1. That way, if you're new to the program or want to collect our Veritas memorabilia, this is your opportunity to do so. So go to the Veritas store and find out what else is included. It's filled to the limit with eBooks, shows, chats and all the music of Season 1. And among the e-books, you have CIA and FBI declassified files on von Braun, Einstein, and Tesla. So, order today. And if you need to get in touch with me, go to our website and click on the contact button or join me on Facebook. What would you say if you were told that airplanes were regularly spraying toxic aerosols in the skies above every major region of the world? That is exactly what a group of protesters were claiming outside of the annual American Association for the Advancement of Science meeting that was held in San Diego in February of 2010. However, inside the convention center was a different story. The scientists gathered to discuss the plausibility of implementing various geoengineering campaigns throughout the world, all under the guise that the Earth has a man-made global warming problem. That can be solved in part by spraying aerosol aluminum and other particles into the sky to block the sun. When these scientists were asked about the possibility of existing aerosol programs, they stated that no aerosol spraying programs have been implemented to date. A little confused? Why would protesters gather outside of a meeting making claims that worldwide aerosol programs were underway if scientists were only now? discussing the possibility of implementing these programs? Could it be that one of these groups is being deceived? If you still believe their contrails, stop this audio now. If you want to know, what in the world are they spraying? Don't go anywhere. Michael Murphy is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas.
2: This is Milton Torres, and you're listening to The Veritas Show.
1: Michael J. Murphy is a journalist, filmmaker, and political activist from the Los Angeles area, whose work focuses on issues that go beyond the interest of the corporate mainstream media. Michael's work includes producing the documentary, What in the World Are They Spraying? and several other short films that address controversial political issues. Interviews include G. Edward Griffin, celebrities, and high-ranking government officials. Many of his interviews and videos can be seen on his blog at truthmediaproductions.blogspot.com. And directly from Southern California, which is sunny today but covered with chemtrails, I would like to introduce Michael J. Murphy. Hello, Michael, and welcome to Veritas. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, and you are correct. It should be sunny today. However, we do have uh, slightly aerosoled skies above us.
1: <laughs> Michael, may I call you Mike?
2: Uh, you sure can.
1: Great. It's my pleasure. Uh, Mike, I, if I had to choose 10 topics of interest, chemtrails is definitely one of them. So I'm glad you're pursuing the same path. But before we start, give us some background of yourself and what was the moment That triggered you to look into chemtrails and other topics that mainstream media doesn't cover?
2: Well, you know, to answer the question about getting involved uh, with this issue, like most people, uh, the first person that told me that airplanes were spraying chemicals into the sky to create artificial clouds, when they told me that, I literally thought the person was crazy. And I didn't think much about it until uh, a couple years later, and I was living in Arizona, and I had noticed that the skies had begun. Done to change uh, when I had initially moved there, I from Chicago, I had noticed that the Arizona skies were a deep blue, almost purple looking unblemished on most days and over over the, over the uh, time that I had lived there, I had began to notice that, that there, there was uh, becoming more haze and I, I didn't know what what it was really attributed to, um, but to get back to your question, somebody had pointed it out a couple of years after that person who I thought was completely crazy. Uh, And somebody said, see those trails up in the sky. Those are what many people refer to as chemtrails or also geoengineering. And uh, I began to get extremely interested in the issue and began researching it not only on the Internet, but also going to geoengineering conferences, meetings, and then uh, literally going around the United States uh, filming What in the World Are They Spraying, which has had an incredible impact on on the movement and, and growing awareness on the issue. Of geoengineering. So what we found was extremely shocking. And uh, I also found out that probably about 90% of the population is completely unaware of this issue. But again, the issue fact affects 100% of the population. It literally affects all of us in a very negative way. So hopefully we can get into that during this interview.
1: Absolutely. And uh, like you I also moved to the desert, I think it was late 96 or or early 97. And I remember seeing the real, true blue skies, uh, no clouds. And all of a sudden, I think it was sometime in 97 or 98 that I started noticing these these artificial clouds, if you will. As a matter of fact, yesterday, my own three-year-old daughter was walking with me and she pointed up and said, Daddy, what is that scratching the sky and even a kid can look up there and say that's not a plane that's not a country there's something more sinister to it but when and why did you get the idea of producing camp a camp trail documentary
2: well it was interesting because I had uh, I had moved to Los Angeles about a year ago and uh, started doing films addressing controversial issues and I went out one day to interview people on Hollywood Boulevard and we produced a, a short film called uh, Environmental Deception, and uh, just went around talking to people on the street, asking them if they knew what the lines in the sky were. And again, most people were completely unaware of what the issue was. Anyways, uh, produced the film, and it was pretty pretty effective in terms of waking people up, and it kind of went viral. But what really got me involved in the documentary in February, there was a geoengineering conference, and it was the American Association. For the Advancement of Science meeting, which was held in San Diego. And uh, I thought it would be a good opportunity to uh, head down there and learn more about the aerosol spraying that's so common to us, uh, not only here in the U.S., but but around the, uh, around the world. So I headed down there, and uh, for three days, geoengineers proposed their models of spraying aerosol, aluminum, and other particles into the sky uh, to block the sun for what they said was uh, was for the purpose of uh, of uh, mitigating global warming, so it was very interesting because they were stating these proposals, stating that this is something that they urgently wanted to do, uh, however denied that they were currently doing it so it was a very interesting meeting and very shocking during that meeting, I had met some scientists uh, who went to the meeting as well, um, and they had told me about some dramatic changes that they had the ecology uh, up in the area of Northern California. Literally, trees were dying, plant life and ecosystems were dying up there. So they started investigating. And uh, anyways, we, we went up and we started filming the first part of what in the World, Now they spraying in Northern California. But uh, to get back to your question, before the documentary, after the geoengineering conference I had, really was shocked by what I had heard because they were talking about the exact thing that we've been seeing for about 10 to 15 years. So I wrote an article called what in the world are they spraying? And I put my email uh, on the article and also uh, my phone number and I sent it to an online publication at night and uh, went to bed and I woke up the next morning and my phone was ringing off hook and huh. my email was literally flooded. And the reason this was at this meeting. It was exactly, it was the aluminum. Uh, Geoengineers had proposed their desire to use aluminum in geoengineering models, and aluminum has been found in massive amounts, uh, in contamination amounts around the world. And now people were starting to connect the dots uh, between geoengineering programs and the aluminum contamination. So, Essentially, that's what started the, uh, the film is people contacted me and started sending me plane tickets and said, you know, we'd love for you to document this. So, you know, I, I believe it was truly an act of God, something that he called me into to doing. And, uh, you know, I just answered the call and, and uh, started asking questions. And what we produced was a documentary that, uh, that's literally within two weeks of production has gone around the world. It's been translated into uh, many different languages and uh, I really think we're making a difference in terms of uh, addressing this geoengineering issue and the the damaging health effects and environmental implications associated with it. I highly
1: recommend this documentary. I really could not put it down. I had to watch it a few times just to get all the information. But let's tell the audience what the the formal name is for chemtrails. It's stratosphere aerosol geoengineering, but we know it as but first, Michael, I want to get something out of the way right from the start, especially for the close-minded skeptics, that no matter how much evidence is presented to them, they keep saying, ah, that's just a contrail, now go back to sleep. Explain the simple difference between a contrail and a cam
2: Well, a, a contrail is uh, is short for condensation trail, and a contrail is normal. It's It's what's seen behind airplanes when they fly at certain elevations, and certain temperatures, and that condensation is literally ice crystals that form behind an airplane. They usually dissipate in about four to five seconds. However, there are things which are called persistent contrails. Persistent contrails uh, last a little bit longer, and they occur very rarely under very rare atmospheric conditions where the temperature is very cold and uh, high humidity occurs. Um, Contrails have been seen behind airplanes since airplanes have been flying, um, and, again, they're very natural. Chemtrails are what geoengineers had proposed. The stratospheric aerosol geoengineering programs, spraying aerosols into the sky, are, uh, are much different. They uh, can be seen, usually after being sprayed, from horizon to horizon. And uh, they drop down and they spread out. And uh, on a day of heavy spraying, like we have many times here in Los Angeles, and I, I know in Arizona as well, Uh, By mid-afternoon, if they start spraying in the morning, they literally block out the sky. And uh, what can be measured from the fallout of these trails are massive amounts of aluminum, barium, and uh, strontium. So that's what many people call uh, chemtrails. And uh, there's a vast difference because contrails are harmless, they're natural, and they've been, again, occurring since airplanes have been flying. However, aerosol trails, or what many people call chemtrails, uh, are chemicals that are deliberately sprayed into the sky. And uh, the purpose, you know, there are many different purposes, which hopefully we can get into, but uh, usually they will spread out and begin to block out the sun.
1: And once again, folks, a country is simply ice crystals that vaporize, effervesce, evaporate, and then simply disappear rather quickly. And I think a good, uh, uh, if you say, if I can see the airplane. Is a, is a uh, country. If I cannot see the aircraft, it's a chemtrail. But Michael, I remember a couple of uh, days after 9 11. And for anybody who says that the government is not aware of chemtrails or they don't do it, listen to this. I saw a video once uh, and it disappeared later. It was a Canadian reporter interviewing former Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld. The reporter asked him if he had any plans to control panic if another attack were to occur. And his answer, we have Prozac and Valium in aerosol that we can deploy. What do you think he meant by that?
2: <laughs> well, naturally, being that I've been researching this issue, and I've heard a lot of different theories. Of course, we didn't cover this theory in the film, but perhaps he meant uh, aerosol form sounds like they are prepared to spray this. Um, that's what I think he meant by that. However, perhaps we could ask him for clarification. I think that would definitely settle the uh, settle the score. But uh, certainly, I think that that there are many different patents uh, for spraying devices uh, for airplanes for spraying many different types of aerosols. I think there are about 122 different patents for devices that are designed for that. So, uh, I think it's definitely plausible that uh, drugs and and uh, other things could be sprayed up into the sky.
1: You know, even G. Edward Griffin, your co-producer, said it best. He said, you know, some people don't want to get vaccinated. What a great way to inoculate the population, Just spray it over their heads. And how, how many times do we look around, Michael, and we see people, and I use the term all the time, people seem zombified, almost in a trance. And when you start looking at what they're spraying, it really makes you wonder, if it pacifies the masses, but what can the ordinary person do about this?
2: Well, you know, it's uh, we can do a whole lot, and it depends on whether you're talking about from the activism standpoint, or uh, are you talking about from the from the to protect our health from this? Both. Thank you for listening. To
0: unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more.